The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We have another dynamite week for you this week. It is a beautiful, little bit rainy morning in Southern California today. And I just love those kinds of mornings. You didn't get any better than this. So thank you, God, for the rain. Well, we are going to get deep into it today. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. Million Kids is an organization that combats all kinds of human exploitation, including human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography. However, today we're going to take on a little bit of a different subject, and that has to do with domestic violence, because we know that there is a nexus oftentimes, especially in uh, when it comes to sexual exploitation. So if you uh, want to call in, we know that most of you, I see the stats, many of you are uh, listening on the archive show or the shows that are playing later today. Uh, I'm amazed how many of people are now starting to listen uh, later. This airs at 7 a.m. and then again at 7 p.m. California time. But if you're out there with us today and you want to call in, it's 866-472-5788. That is 866-472-5788. Well, today I'm going to have our guest introduce herself right off the bat and tell you a little bit about herself. Vera, you want to just kind of jump in and give us your full name and a little little bit about yourself. Okay, my name is Vera, V-E-E-R-A, and last name Mahajan, M-A-H-A-J-A-N, and um, my background, I am from India, grew up in India till I was a teenager, then came to U.S., to Michigan, and um, had most of my life, all the ups and downs there, and then now I'm in Malibu, California. Wow. So, Sign me up. <laughs> that beats the heck out of Riverside, California. Yeah, yeah. So, no, this is beautiful, except, like, as you said, you know, we have had a lot of rains, and before that we had fires. So we've had some challenges. Uh-huh. And things are getting better. Things are looking be- beautiful, at least. The hills are all green again. Uh-huh. And uh, so, um, from India, I am uh, uh, from North India, and my parents were in education. So, education was very important uh, for our family, and as I think you might know, that's how India has come up as a country, because of education. Uh And so, I had a computer science background, and I finished it here in Michigan, and Got married, had kids, had a business, and everything was great till my then husband turned to be uh, almost like my father, who was abusive. So, Mm. um, yeah. So it seems like 
it's kind of weird to say, but I have become an expert on domestic abuse. You know, having lived it as a child and seen it as a child, being my dad being very mostly abusive to my mother and so, also to us. Let me ask you a question about that. Were there signs early on that that might be the case, or was this a complete and total surprise to you? Well, that's the thing with domestic abuse. I was born into it, right? Uh-huh. That was my normal. Even though you're unhappy, you know you don't like it. Some people just do take it as this is normal, this is what happens, and that's what I was sort of encouraged to do. This is how life is, this is how men are. But I was one of those people who was just not going to accept it, even though it's hard to get out, but you just keep saying no, you know, mm-hmm. and you do get out. And then mm-hmm. I met my husband, boyfriend first, and he was amazing. He was, everything was great. He was still Indian, from Indian origin, but I met him in Michigan. And very intelligent, you know, similar field. So we understood each other. We had a lot in common. I thought, wow, this is good. So there are good men. And so I ended up falling in love with him, marrying him, had two kids with him. I have two boys. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so, I mean, they're older now, but I, um, you know, it's all good, and we, our business was successful, we started a business in software, and all of a sudden, I just realized one day that what happened, it's me and the kids on one side, and him on the other, he somehow just owned us, and, you know, cheated on me, I wanted to leave, and then it turned into anger. Like, if you leave me, I will make sure you'll never see your kids again. So now here, the fear is working for him. Anger is working. So that's what I am talking about in my book. If we Mm -hmm. start giving those permissions in whatever, for whatever reason, because my reason was I didn't want to lose my kids. I knew he was angry. I knew because I had been home more with my children. He'd been out more in the business, and so he had contacts. He knows mm-hmm. money. And uh, so that fear takes over. But for him, okay, anger is working now, right? Right. Why would he not do that? So this is why we do play a role in domestic abuse. Even though somebody else is doing the abuse and we are the victims, but we are giving permission by being there or not having any major consequences for them to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter sure. what he did, I'm there because I didn't want my kids to go through custody fight. I didn't want to have them lose, you know, private schools or their home even. And I had two boys. I'm like, what if, who knows, you know, with what court system could do? What if they gave us one kitty just like they say, just split everything else? Mm-hmm. Which kid would I lose? All these fears as a young mother. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed. And again, the staying is one part, but what it does is it shows them there's no consequences. I did right. that, she's still there. I can do this, and she's still there. They can mm-hmm. do more, and I'm still there. Mm-hmm. And so this is how the abuse keeps getting bigger. And uh, you can look at any other situation. You... Uh, you know, in some way, we do train our abusers also. Sure. That they can do it to us, and we're here. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so uh, in my book, it's called Unreported. It's unreported because it's, uh, domestic abuse is mostly unreported till it right. gets to the hospital stage or somebody else actually uh, witnesses it. And even then, you know, most people who witnesses, they don't do anything either. All these are permissions to the abuser. Yeah, there's and some they, sort of uh, social stigma, I think, uh, that you have when you you think about reporting and you think, I don't want to be, I don't want everybody else to realize what's happening. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if I talk about the book right now or if you want to even have a, you know, support group or pe- why don't people go? They don't want to tell people that this is happening to me. Most people don't even know. And uh, anyway, let me start from the start why I wrote this book, if that might help. Okay. Because um, I was going through divorce, and I had never actually called it abuse. He was angry. He was, uh, you know, throws things around. He cheated on me. He beats the kids, or he drinks a lot. All those little things, if you separate it, you think, I can deal with this, I can deal with this, I can deal with that. But when you put it together, it's abuse. Even though right. each one is abuse, but when it all put it together, they're all abuse. Right. And till you call it by what it is, you know, till then you don't take care of it. Just like any other disease, if you deal with little symptoms, people keep putting it off, putting it off. So somebody says, you have cancer or you have heart problems you're going to get a heart attack. Then you really take it serious and like, like okay, oh my God, I got to take care of this. So I was living in this life and all of a sudden my children are bigger and they are older and they're busier in school. They're longer hours. I'm like, okay, now I have some time to uh, do some, you know, giving back, social work. And I was always uh, attracted to or wanted to help women and children. There was a group in Michigan which did that. It was called Michigan Asian Indian Family Services, just because I knew them, not because I only wanted to help Indians, and the group didn't just help Indians, anybody who came, but because it was organized by them. So that's Mm -hmm. what it was called. So I said, okay, I can, you know, do some volunteer work. Because of my background in business, I was doing more of uh, treasury or, you know, in a social group or in a volunteer group, they pretty much share responsibilities. But within that, they also used to teach us sometimes other groups, like bigger groups like Haven or somebody would come and teach us the signs, how to see the signs of abuse. Mm-hmm. Because most people don't call it abuse, don't think it's abuse. They'll try to deal with smaller you know, names. Right. And one day I'm sitting there watching this movie, and I'm like, this is me. This is me. And I'm just, you know, tears are just coming out and rolling down my face. And other counselors sitting next to me to like, from all the other questions that I used to ask, they already thought, <clears throat> they knew because they had, they knew how to see these signs before. But again, they are waiting for me to volunteer that information. And uh, so from then on, I didn't realize I was going to become a case where this is going to happen, you know, I'm start actually talking about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, my ex, one day, he was still very angry, and he was still hurting my son, and that was um, at the point where my kids were not 
you know, little kids anymore. My younger son was almost 18. It's like, okay, I don't have to worry about the custody fight anymore. So right. for the first time I told him, I have been thinking of leaving you, which he didn't know that I was thinking for the last 14 years. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Vera, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there, and we're gonna go into this in the next section. We're coming up against a hard break here. Uh, we are talking to Vera Mahajan. Am I saying your name right, Vera? Yes, Mahajan. Mahajan, and she has written a book called Unreported, and uh, we're gonna find out shortly that she's also getting ready to do a feature film. So. Uh, Folks, we're going to ask you to stay with us. We're coming up against that hard break. And then uh, when we come back, we'll pick up on this. We are talking about domestic violence and uh, how it all takes place and how we often give permission for the other person until one day we don't. And so this is a, a success story we've got here. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic opal singleton president of million kids has written a powerful book for parents educators civic leaders and first responders about how predators use social media apps 
chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking today to a guest that is talking about domestic violence. Her name is Vera Mahajan. And uh, we're going to go deep into that. I I was fascinated by it when I uh, heard about Vera's story because so many times there's a nexus between sex trafficking and domestic violence. In fact, when I train law enforcement, we often train them. I I do a specialized course at the Los Angeles Police Department on de-escalating violence and human trafficking. And one of the things that we often say is watch for domestic violence cases because there's a short distance between forcing a a person in just controlling them and forcing them into abuse, and abuse that often ends in sex trafficking. If you have uh, some questions or you want to interact and you don't want to call in, you can call in at 866-472-5788. But if you want to just send in some uh, inquiries, you can do that at Opal at Million Kids. And if you want to reach Vera, at the end of the show, we will talk about how you can reach her or you can reach me and I'll, I'll send them over to her. Anyway, let's pick up. Uh, Vera, you're saying that you've been in a long-term marriage that turned abusive. You have children. They're now starting to be adults. So you're starting to realize exactly what your life is all about. And you're, you're sounding like you're making a decision shortly to do something about it. Yes. So that day, when I told him I've been thinking of leaving him, that was the first day in many, many years that I said, okay, I'm going to sleep in a separate bedroom. Otherwise, before that, it was like, if I'm going to try to make it work, I can't really shake the marriage too much, you know. It Uh keeps trying to make it work. And uh, every bad day when we had, it was like, okay, by next time, either my son's going to be 18 and I'm going to leave, or hopefully he's going to get better. And it didn't, and I decided to leave. And because I was already working with a group, so I had some supporters who knew these signs and they could help me, you know, I, like I said, I became one of their cases. So they you know, were able to tell me or guide me what I should do. So in just a few days, my ex, he filed for divorce just on his own, didn't hire a lawyer, it was, again, a threat that I will divorce you unless you do this, unless you listen to me, unless you kind of pretty much uh, obey his rules. And uh, 
because of my group, I wasn't afraid anymore. And I had some guidance and like, no, you hire your own lawyer and protect yourself. Because most people will tell, you know, most abusers will tell you, we're fine, we can take care of this ourselves. But right. no, you have to have somebody in your corner. That's why when I, you know, um, wrote this book, again, I'm going a little ahead of myself. So here I am filing for divorce. I hired my own lawyer. And we, very difficult year and a half divorce, which my ex himself told me that he just dragged it on because now he didn't really want me to go through divorce. It was just a threat, and I called Uh his bluff. Right. So now here the divorce is happening. We're almost coming close to end, and I had started writing my memoir because I wanted to focus on why did I do this? Why did I play that part? Why did I even accept abuse? You know, I'm a strong, smart, educated woman. Why did I, why did I play that role? And mm-hmm. I, if I'm going to go through a divorce and get out of it, I don't want to repeat this again because there are so many stories that women or men, they end up going into the similar relationships again and going through the same headache, same heartache. Yeah, you know, I, you see that over and over. Like in your case, uh, you know, I, I think that this is such an important point. You you had a father that was abusive, and then you kind of probably vowed to yourself, when you pick, you're not going to pick an abusive man. And then when you get in that abusive relationship, you keep saying, what can I do to fix it, as opposed to what what is really going on there. I think that a person tells himself, what can I do to fix it? Because they want some sense of control when they have no control. Would, would you agree with that? What yeah, it, what yeah. It, yeah. You're yeah. right, but also it's not that simple that mm-hmm. we don't pick same kind of people. Uh-huh. Uh, because like I told you, I, I, I wouldn't have married him unless he was totally different than my father. And right. he was. Uh-huh. He would, I mean, I was horrible at tying my shoelaces. He would even sit down in public and tie my shoelaces. He was always so, so good with me, with the kids. He was a great boyfriend, great young husband with the kids. With the kid got sick. He was he was not one of those people, only you change diapers or whatever. He would wake up in the middle of the night, go uh-huh. in the shower with the kid if they have fever. I mean, he was totally hands-on father. Wow. And everything was, yeah, wonderful. It's just when we became successful, too young, too soon, he was still young and good-looking and getting attention. And, of course, you know, I was getting attention, but for me it's like, okay, you laugh at it and you move on. But right. it somehow got to him. And Interesting. And it's my grooming, you know. Of uh-huh. course he had his, whatever his background was or whatever his uh, disposition, like they say, anger or lying or whatever, uh-huh. but I also had my problems because mm-hmm. I grew up in abuse. That mm-hmm. was my normal. Sure. So if he did any little thing wrong and there was no consequences and I'm more going into victim, like, please don't do that to me instead of how dare you and you're not going to do that to me again, uh-huh. I'm going more into uh, if he gets angry for one, first of all, I'm like, please don't do that to me. And if he gets even bigger, now I'm apologizing to him for no reason, just to diffuse it. 
Uh-huh. So I'm giving him power. I'm giving him permission. So in some ways, I'm training him. Yes, smaller it's interesting. From smaller problems. Uh-huh. And then now, why won't he get bigger? Why won't he get angrier? Why won't he hurt you more? There are no works. consequences. Sure. Yeah. You know? So, so is all this ways, an We create our abusers too. Not create. We make them bigger. We make it worse by accepting right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He, he definitely was so different, and exactly the kind of man I wanted. And like I said, we had so you know we were totally compatible. We worked hard. We were very successful because of that. We worked hard, and we agreed on so many things. And we were just go getters and just smart, great. You know, everything seemed perfect. Uh-huh. And then when it wasn't, I allowed it. I let it happen for a very long time. And I, mm-hmm. you know, so those are our roles. So mm-hmm. when I was almost getting divorced and I was like, okay, now what? I don't want to repeat this, but I don't know how to live this free life. All my life I've either been told by my father what to do or approved at least. And then the rest of my life I've been told or approved or I had to obey my husband. So I, even though I live in this wonderful free world, I am really not 100% free because you can make those free independent decisions. So I'm like, okay, now what? Then I started interviewing people who were actually free and people who were still resentful of their relationships and they were still living in bitter lives. I didn't even interview them. Like, no, that's not freedom if you're still mm-hmm. living in that, because I knew some people who may be successful and, you know, financial in their career, but uh-huh. they were so resentful still after years. I'm like, okay, no, not those. So I was very uh, picky on that, but I still got so many people. People would refer to me, talk to him, talk to her. So I had a lot of reverse abuse where women were mean and angry and abusive. Right. And... Uh, and it doesn't even have to be the size or the culture or the education. That's right. One man who was a director of a hospital was being abused by his wife, who was a lawyer. Uh-huh. It's just whoever lets the other person get away with stuff, you know? That's he's right. Like, Men get abused, absolutely. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he said during the day he's being the director of the hospital, and the evening he would go in the basement and live with the cat. I mean, literally. <laughs> Uh-huh. And after my interview, I was like, okay, what are you going to do? You know, you end the interview with just a general talk. And he says, no, nothing. I'm just going to go home and be with my cat. I'm like, really? Yeah, I feel like calling the police right now and maybe not letting you go home. <laughs> because you're going home to an abusive home where he's always afraid that the wife not only is going to yell and scream, she, she didn't, he didn't know when she's going to throw this glass of water, you know, drink that she's drinking at him. So, wow. but anyway, wow. yeah. So, so all of this uh, is in the book, Unreported? Yes, I have real stories. The, the book has fictitious names, but real stories. Uh-huh. And uh, lessons learned, because, you know, like they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. So these are lessons re- learned from people and the advice from all these people who got out of domestic violence or some bad situations and were able to live on healthier, more successful lives. And that's uh-huh. what I wanted. I didn't want to repeat all those things. And that's why I was writing my memoir, to focus on me. When did I start, you know, accepting this? And when did all this happen? And mm-hmm. so, so it was, 
I was taught that it was okay to accept abuse. Yeah, so we really know. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in here because we're up against that hard break already. This one went very very fast. We are talking to Vera Mahajan, Mahajan. Anyway, and uh, I want to make sure and do your name right there. And uh, in the next section, we're gonna start talking a little bit about the screenplay she's putting together, the book she's written, and where she can go from here, uh, and how that will help you. So stay with us. We're gonna be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking to a very fascinating guest today. Her name is Vera Mahajan. She is a licensed mediator. Uh, She worked as a model and an actress. Uh, She has published a book, which we're going to be talking about. She has a degree in computer sciences. This is one very accomplished woman. She was born in India and came to the United States, mother of two children, And she really is a very accomplished person. 
one of the things that's fascinating is that she found herself in domestic abuse and domestic violence. And she has decided, as she's telling us, that in her marriage, she's going to leave her marriage and take control of her life. And that's where we're going to pick up on it here. Um, Vera, tell us a little bit now. You've uh, you've left your husband. Did he take that okay? Did he? Uh, how did that end up? No, he didn't take it okay. Like I told you, he uh, dragged it for a year and a half, didn't really want to go through divorce. But his mm-hmm. applying for divorce was, again, another threat for me to stay. Like, I will divorce you unless you do that. But for me, it was like, thank you for opening that gate. It really <laughs> literally felt to me that day was, okay, this huge gates are opening, and why would I come back now? Now he had to give me a really good reason to stay, which I would ask him, what would be different? No, everything is great. We're fine. We'll be fine. Like, no, obviously it wasn't fine that we're leaving, (laughs) you know. Yeah, so um, I actually wanted to really tell you that the reason I was writing this book was to tell people the things that I struggled during divorce. I was talking Mm -hmm. to a lawyer, and then the lawyer suggested, because you know, you're in a, such a bad place at that time. You're talking and you're crying and you're trying to explain. And I, I'm a writer also, which, I, you know, I used to write small stuff at that time. I'm a computer science major running a software business at that time. But that writing came in handy because when she asked me about details, okay, so what happened then and what happened then, I would give her whole stories. And she would say, you know, this is really good. This helps her build the case. But when I was emotional, she would say, uh, I'm not your therapist. You need a therapist. And so the therapist, if I asked, went to the therapist, I'm doing my crying there. And they're like, well, you know, that's not for me. I have to talk to the lawyer. So I'm like, nobody would really give you full support. Uh-huh. So in this little book, this is all intentional, why my book is so small and why the price is so right, because I want people to get enough information that I was not able to get from anybody. So With let me... This one let me little book... Mm-hmm. Let me stop you there. Where do people get unreported, and how much is it? Uh, it's only fifteen dollars, forty nine nine, and it's only one hundred and six pages, five um, eight inches by five inches. So it's a small book, and mm-hmm. it's like, um, it, but it gives you like a bomb of information. It is awareness, like you were talking about human trafficking, how close it is, mm-hmm. and awareness. Um, people don't realize they're in abuse or if they call it abuse it's one kind of abuse one of my stories in the book a person who became a friend from you know listening to because I used to get so close to these people they're telling me their deepest secrets that nobody's told them or the stories that you know that got validated people would say can I just touch you uh, hold your hand can I give you a hug because nobody heard their stories there was this one story that this woman, her husband used to sexually abuse her, like rape her every day. And oh then it, when that was not enough for him, for his satisfaction, he started bringing other people. And mm. she had to fight that, and she had three daughters. And she would say, I, like her, she had to literally go out of her body feel, feeling yes. to be able to survive that abuse yes. every day. Mm-hmm. And so... It was getting into that human trafficking. He was trying to bring other people now because it was not satisfying enough for him to right. just hurt him, uh, her himself every day. So, and for her, she asked me, 
that if that was happening to me, I'm like, no, I've never been sexually abused like that. You know, my ex was never, never doing that to me. And she's like, really? She couldn't believe it because for her, that was abuse. You right. know, for somebody else, unless you're being beaten, you're not abused. But yes. there's so many kinds of abuse, emotional, financial. That's People don't even call financial abuse. If you have money and you're not allowed to use it, Right. Or your, you know, basic needs, that's abuse. Mm-hmm. When you have to ask for every little thing or get yelled at every little thing, you spend this 10 bucks when you know you have a lot of money and you should be able to use 10 bucks for your kids or for some minimal needs. And so there are so many sort kinds of abuse people don't even understand. And mm-hmm. that's why they don't do anything about it. So this book tells you what abuse is, why am I writing it, and then there are real stories, and then there are lessons and advice. I'm one of the characters in the wow. book because I wanted to stay the author so I can do these interviews and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, where where uh, can uh, people order that? Right, um, it's on Amazon. You can uh-huh. find a print book, or you can get a Kindle, and they actually let you read a few pages if you just want to go read before you buy. And I also have the book here in Malibu bookstores. And uh, also, uh, actually, I recently found out during the fires that uh, my book is actually being used in a Washington State University, Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri, in their wow. social work program. So Good. they're using my book to be, you know, to teach other people, uh, other social workers, what domestic abuse is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually uh, I'm talking to Pepperdine, and they're uh, thinking of using my book in some program, and also hopefully at the um, law school uh, bookstore as a recommended reading. And I actually did a mediation degree, but uh, 2015, I'm a master in dispute resolution and mediation from Pepperdine uh, Law School. Wow! And even in those classes, the lawyers they don't even understand what domestic abuse is. So I used to end up talking about it. (laughs) And uh, so that's what I'm pitching right now to universities and schools. And there are another school in uh, Boston who is using my book in their social work program. So, uh, I mean, there might be more schools that I don't know of, but I know a few schools and universities that are using my book also. Uh-huh. So now you're taking that it. book and you're beginning to think of doing a screenplay, is that right, or a feature film? Yes, uh, it's a feature film, and oh. I'm also pitching to TBS, and they like my idea, and so we're working with that as a TV series. But right now, the screenplay is ready. I'm working with uh, Jane Seymour and uh, her a boyfriend director, David Green, we're making the movie, and uh, we're just, you know, working on raising the funds for it. Uh-huh. So uh, it's a murder mystery. It's I didn't want to make a documentary because, for one, you're exposing real people, real stories, and sometimes they don't want to, and uh-huh. they hesitate. And uh, plus, it's hard to kind of bring people in to watch a real domestic abuse documentary because then, like you were saying, people don't want to uh, show that they might, why are they, uh, uh, let's say, why do they feel like they want to go? Why are they supporters? Are they going through it? And if they are going through it, then they definitely want to stay away. They don't want their friends to know that something is happening in their life. 
Yeah, you uh, know, so I run into that when I talk about sex trafficking is because yeah. it's all about the grooming process. And uh, mm-hmm. I have a book myself called Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers. And oftentimes yeah. when I talk, people uh, say, wow, this is heavy. And what they're really telling me is that it's hitting close to home, uh, that they recognize oh, yeah. some of these syndromes. And, yeah. uh, and, and they don't want to take a look at it, but... One of the things that I do when I talk to kids, and I, and I really want to take this back there a minute, when I talk to kids, it, it's interesting, we're putting all of our kids on the World Wide Web, but we don't tell them and share with them what a healthy relationship looks like and what they should be looking for. And so often when I train, I talk about empowering relationships and exploitive relationships. Very similar, I so admire what you said earlier, because I will uh, talk about, you know, who's doing all the giving and who's doing all the yeah. demanding. If you yeah. if you have that, it's not a relationship, it's a negotiation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the grooming, when you say, uh, and I would love to work with you more. I mean, you're close by in California working with USC, and I'm not that far. And I actually want to work with law enforcement to, as a mediator and uh, or as a counselor because that's what I do. And uh, so anyway, uh, grooming part that you're saying, the first time I so remember when my mother-in-law was mean to me. I mean, she was horrible to me. And I, of course, who do I go tell? I was just talking to my mom, and I told her, and she had all the sympathy for her. I'm her only daughter-in-law. Who else is she going to say that to? It's just... Uh, she wanted to show how great you are in front of the people that she insulted me instead of uh, saying that she did something bad to me. She tried to say how it was okay. And then uh-huh. I took that abuse for another 25 years. Right. Because my mom said it was okay. Yeah. You know? Instead yeah. of saying, how dare she, let me talk to her or or you know, teach me some better way to respectfully tell my mother-in-law I don't accept that. I mean, I'm not saying, okay, go start hitting your mother-in-law or your husband or whatever, but there are adults, people who are, we count on, there should be people who teach us better. Nobody taught me how, why, you know, me being respected was important. It was always loving other people, respecting other people, Doing something for everybody else was more important. Making other people comfortable and happy was more important. So I was never taught. So women and girls from the young age are not taught that, you know. Right. I I remember a saying I heard somewhere that I think is so true is that people will treat you how you give them permission to treat you. And uh, I think that's a lot of what you're saying there. Yeah, I mean, even after the show, I would love to work with you. I mean, I admire what you're doing, kids, and with law enforcement and actually making (laughs) some, you know, real, real, uh, taking some real strides and making some actual actions to do this, you know, stop all this abuse and human trafficking, and I would love to do that. So that's why I'm doing the movie. I feel like, yes, my book is out there, and I've been... Um, I had published a magazine. When I came, after the divorce, I came to Malibu. I wanted to do something totally different, so I didn't want to do the software. You know, I knew that. I could have started something, that kind of company here, but I uh, published a magazine for six years. 
Let me interrupt so, you a minute. Uh, we're going to come up against this hard break. In fact, we're a little bit over now. So I'm going to stop you. We'll go into the last section here. We are talking to Vera Mahajan, and uh, we're going to be right back. Thanks. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by Million Kids, millionkids.org. We would encourage you to follow Million Kids on Facebook. Uh, if you want to support this work financially, you can go to millionkids.org and donate. As uh, many of you know, we uh, have just released our new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. If you're interested in getting that, it is not yet available at Amazon, but you can get that at millionkids.org. It'll be available at Amazon next week. Hallelujah. What a what a labor of love that was, and uh, I'm very, very grateful. It's already selling like hotcakes. We sold over $2,000 worth in 24 hours a couple days ago, so... I'm really, really excited. Well, we have a great guest today. Her name is Vera Mahajan, and uh, she is an extremely accomplished woman uh, who has a background as uh, a survivor of domestic violence. And her and I were talking at the break how much overlap there is and how much nexus there is between the grooming process of sex trafficking and the grooming process of abusers and also that, that thing of not being able or willing to get out until one day it hits you what is going on and finally you can maybe begin to assemble the strength that you need to, to look inside yourself and begin to stand up for yourself. So Vera, uh, you have this book and uh, you're making a feature film. You want to tell the folks about uh, your feature film and how they can support that? Well, based on my book, but it's not exactly the stories of the book. Some stories are from the book. Some are stories that I couldn't tell in the book. But they are, um, I would say, uh, historical fiction based uh, based on the true stories. Uh And it's a feature film. It's a murder mystery, so it's dramatized a little more. Of course, we don't want to ever wait till things get to that point, so right. it's uh, murder or actually people going to the hospital. That's why, you know, the unreported needs to be reported sooner uh-huh. than later so the domestic abuse can be stopped. And those are the permissions that we give our uh, abusers. We don't report. It's not like reporting just to the police. You have to report it to someone so the abuser knows that people, somebody knows what he's doing or right. what she's doing if she is the abuser. So, and even when you go to a court, let's say for a you know divorce case or whatever, unless you have a witness, and otherwise it's just your word against him right. and his word. So that's why unreported. And unreported movies, the same thing. We're trying to show the same messages, and uh, so it's going to be a family drama. It's not entertaining in a way that it's going to be uh, you know jokes and fun, but there's there's right. some light moments. And we're also, like you're saying, uh, as you were saying earlier, Opal, that we're also showing one family who is a normal family. So give an example of that's what a normal family should look like, and we should strive for that, where there's no anger, where people are supportive of each other, and people can actually have a life which is free of uh, fear of another person. So... Mm-hmm. Um, Abuse is basically if you're afraid of somebody else and do things that you would not want to do or not do the things that you would want to do. Sure. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, one of the things I share with kids that I don't think is said enough is if it has to be done in secret, 
then it probably isn't a healthy thing. And uh, and if you're doing all the giving, it's not a relationship. And we need to teach kids how to evaluate relationships. Right, right. And I do bring all that up in the book. And in the movie, it's subtle, it's different, and stronger and more dramatized in some ways. And I'm making a movie so I have a bigger voice. You know, book mm-hmm. reaches so far and people read so much. But the movie, within an hour, you can have yes. a more teaching moments. You know? Yes, that is so and true. And well, it's not in your face, sort of. We are starting to come up to the end of the show. Uh, Vera, tell people how they can reach you if they want to reach you, uh, and also how to, how they get your book, or if they want to financially support your project, how can they reach you? Well, for uh, buying the book, definitely you can go to Amazon. That would be the easiest, but you can also send me an email. It's Vera, V-E-E-R-A-I-S-I-T. So it's Vera is it at gmail.com. And make sure Vera is with two E's. V-E-E-R-A-I-S-I-T at gmail.com. So and Vera is it at gmail. Some, yes, mm-hmm. and I would love to talk to anybody who is, wants to support making this movie. It's a very, very important subject, and we're only like uh, trying to raise $3 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and movie. Uh, Mm-hmm. So we're up to the, about the last couple of minutes here. Is there anything you want to really share with the audience uh, there about domestic violence? About domestic violence, that's the main thing. Like you were saying, teach yourself, teach your children that they deserve to be respected and loved every day and all the time. And by the person that they think loves them, it should not be once in a while. And like someone uh, told me, it's not all the time that we fight. It's once in a while. I said, so you want me to give you permission that it's okay to hurt me once in a while? It's like, no, (laughs) I'm not your punching bag, and I'm never going to say it's okay. When is it okay to hurt me? Never. So you should never accept that from anyone. They should know from right from start. They don't talk you down to you. They they might think that's not abuse. It is. If it makes you feel bad, it is abuse. So, and mm-hmm. you have to stop, put a stop to it right away. So otherwise, you're giving them permission to do it again. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Vera. I, I find it uh, a fascinating interview. I hope it's helpful to the people who are listening. This is Vera Mahajan, last name M-A-H-A-J-A-N. All of this will be posted at exploitedcrimes.com if you want to uh, go on to the archives and share that with anybody that you want to. This is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We come to you every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. California time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll download that show, this show, and share it with everyone you know. We'll see you next Thursday. Have a great week, folks. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. Thank you.